0: You're listening to Free Your Inner Guru, a podcast for big-hearted leaders making a meaningful impact in the world. We dive deep into conversations about conscious leadership, choosing a life of personal growth, spirituality, and the self-help industry, so you can connect to your inner wisdom and become the leader you want to see in the world. To engage with the Free Your Inner Guru community online, you can find me, your host, Laura Tucker, and the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, you can also become a supporting patron or an active member of our private online community at patreon.com forward slash Free Your Inner Guru. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. We're back with episode 71. It is a part two of a conversation with Brandy Amstel. Um, the first episode, if you haven't heard it, I strongly recommend that you just flip back one episode on Free Your Inner Gurus. So you can have the full scope of the conversation between Brandy Amstel and I. Um, Brandy and I were in the Sweat Lodge on October the 8th, 2009 together, where three of our peers lost our lives. And this summer, we were both featured, or we are both featured, in the Wondery podcast Guru, the Dark Side of Enlightenment. Just a little bit more background on that. Brandy is a very gifted artist, and some of the feedback that I received about this episode is how... Um, wonderful it is to be able to listen to Brandy speak about her work and her creativity and how she's moved into this phase of full self-expression in her life, which is dramatically different than the stage that I think we all went through after being dragged through the media in 2009 and 10 and 11. So, uh, so, in this episode, we get what happened was we finished i we said thank you, our goodbyes, And, as often happens, we stopped recording and kept speaking and uh, And before I knew it, we were moving into a few areas that we one or both of us acknowledged we would have loved um if it had taken place during our recorded. Conversation, so I turned the recording back on. So, this is about half an hour of continued conversations about some of the bigger um, issues around uh, spiritual warrior and the quote unquote sweat lodge in that James Arthur Ray ran, including whether or not we saw him as a guru. Um, so, that's coming right up. Before we launch in, I have a request. My request is this, if you enjoy this episode, if it moves you, if you are finding value in seeing and hearing the distance that's been traveled between the tragedy and trauma of 10 plus years ago and what it's like to experience a conversation between Brandy and I today, um, I would love to hear from you. Now, there are three ways for that to happen number 1 is uh, actually i just thought of a fourth so just bear with me number 1 would be to leave a review of the podcast and uh, and and comment on what your experience of this episode is, that would be fantastic. That's public, it helps the podcast grow, draws more listeners. That's beneficial to um, everyone involved, including all of my past guests, because what I love seeing is people going back through the episodes and uh, dipping into all the resources that are there with all these conversations that have been held over the course of the past three years. The second way that you can do that is to find the Free Your Inner Guru uh, podcast podcast on Instagram. Um, the handle is Free Your Inner Guru, so at Free Your Inner Guru, and to look up one of the posts about... Brandy's interview and join in the conversation there. Uh, You can tag both me and Brandy. Brandy is at Brandy Amstel, and I'm at Laura A Tucker. But it's me behind that Free Your Inner Guru account as well. And uh, and let's take this conversation out into the light, out into public, Um, even if if it's just to say that you've enjoyed or received value, but. Uh, What's happened over the course of the last several years, especially if you've listened to the first part of this conversation, you will know is that our experience has been sidelined and marginalized and, and we've been used as plot devices for the most part. And that is starting to change, but there is something very important in healing about allowing ourselves to be seen so that other trauma survivors, including other survivors of the sweat lodge, um, we are receiving notes from them as well. And on some level, in more than one case, they're saying that this is really helping them. And, uh, and I think to the degree that we can cast off the shame of, decisions that were made, or somehow there is this really funky shame that attaches uh, to being perceived as a victim, um, it's time to move beyond that into a new conversation, conversations with nuance and conversations where healing and transformation can occur which is the reason why this podcast exists. So uh, that's two ways. And the third way, if you're uh, more comfortable on Facebook, there is a Facebook um, group called the Free Your Inner Guru Podcast Community. You can request to join that group and jump into the conversation there, so with no further ado, I give you part two of um, Brandy Amstel from suppression to full self-expression, and uh, strongly encourage you that if you haven't listened to part one yet, you may find this more valuable if you go back and uh, and and listen to them in a row. So we're we're starting immediately with I think it's whether or not Brandy and I saw James Arthur Ray as a quote-unquote guru. And and on that note, we'll just lead right into it.
1: It feels like part of the fold, the story that's been unfolded for years, is that he's this guru. And I don't think many people that went to those programs really looked at him as their guru or someone that, was even how I take information. If he would say something, I would kind of go, oh yeah, I've kind of heard that before. A little bit different flavor. Hmm, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that works for me. Or that doesn't work for me at all. I don't believe that way anymore. I don't,
0: I'm not taking that one. I'm throwing it out with the, you know, I'm just throwing it out. Well, and for, for me, the first time that the idea of following a guru came up was long after the, well, I guess it was the tickers on the news Self help guru, this self help guru that, and then you've got this whole I am a rock star or want to be a rock star guru of the self help world because that's a real thing. There are people out there that is their stated goal in life, so it is a thing in the industry. But what I and the actual real meaning of guru is just teacher. So to me, a guru is like a, is somebody who, like first of all, it's an it's a a term that comes out of India. So I think of gurus being more like yoga gurus and spiritual gurus, not Western leaders, even though, you know, and you watch, you know how you were saying before about the language around the self-help industry towards transformation? Well, the language around marketing these days has gone f- from you know, rock star guru to honest to God, Brandy, I saw there is a, a brand out there that's marketing and it's like cult following. Every brand wants a cult following. This was showing up in my stream on Instagram and Facebook just before, like a month or two ago, I was like, Oh my God, help us, help us all. Cause now in order to be successful, people have to start cults apparently. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it's horrendous is what it is, but, or maybe, and I think it's all how people are looking at it. Like they need to keep us in the role of this follower lemming and him in the role of this guru evil guy. I don't know if there's any changing it, but of late, all I'm really caring about is I'm just gonna let people see who I am, which is super
1: powerful. And what, what I what I see with that is like the separation, right? Like there's this separation. Oh, he's that guy over there. He did that. He believed that he's got an ego. He's uh, you know all these. Th- there's a lot of that going on, and it's like we're all one. How is that me? that's a better question right there. Right. And so like, when I think of this, this guru or, uh, looking at that expert, you know, there's all of this stuff there, there is not really a hierarchy. There's that person that has that piece of knowledge. And it's like, I think that that's where guru tends to feel like I'm looking down, you know, like a, like I have something to impart or that person has something to impart to me some wisdom And I feel like we all have wisdom and it's about when somebody or something around us can spark to wake that up within us that we go, oh yeah,
0: oh, I remember that. I know this actually. That feels true. Yeah. That sounds true to me or that resonates. It's true to me. That's what started happening to me when I showed up in his environment. Now this is going to be an unpopular part of the conversation for, for many, but I showed up in that environment and I started to see parts of me and see parts of me in him. And the things that I saw were the, you know, I love speaking. I love teaching. I love expressing. And, and, oh, like I said earlier, huh, there could be another, there could be another way for me to be in the world than slogging it out in the car dealerships or or selling this or selling that. I wasn't keen on going back to, not that I didn't love teaching kids. I just wasn't keen on going backwards. Right. So it, so he provided an environment that instigated quite a lot of growth. And I can't believe I'm going to say this where other people can hear it. I'm grateful for that to this day. I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like every time we take that step out into the public to bring this story into the light, some horrible things happened. If he had responded differently in the aftermath, I'm fairly confident things could have gone very differently for him. You know, what that means in terms of who he is or what he is, that's not for me to say this is no simple thing it is not simple. It is not simple.
1: (laughs) And I, I just, there's just so much around each little aspect of it. And, and um, it's, it's like when someone is in a learning environment, like the, a lot of what I, I, it's like, testing things out to see how it lands, how it, how it feels in alignment for me that I've talked about that flow. And that's really where that's my gauge. That's my monitor anymore. I often as an entrepreneur would get together with a group of people and it's like, everybody's kind of just throwing ideas out there. They're like saying stuff. And it's not something that that person said necessarily, but it's what, the creativity sparked within me. And that's the same for how these programs were. It's like, if I am am putting enough value on me and going to do these programs and like sitting in these courses or whatever, reading that book or whatever it is that I'm doing, it's like, it's not necessarily that the wisdom is on the sheet or coming from the mouth of the person that's standing up there. It's more about what it sparks within me and what I remember and what, and I just, I feel like that's so important because people have put teachers and gurus and, and people from the personal development world. Cause James is not the only one here. Like this is like a whole slew of people that put themselves out as a teacher. And it's like, I don't think that anybody gets, they're not teaching. They're saying truths that have been around forever. And they're saying it at the right time that sparks something within someone else, whether that's for healing, whether that's for inspiration, whether that's for um, growth. I don't know, whatever it is, right? But it's it's like- that's why I always get so offended when people like claim words as theirs. So they've, mm-hmm. they've said this magical quote and I'm going to put my name out there on quotes and they shove it on social media. Like they're some guru. <laughs>
0: yeah. and but, yeah, you know, The like, only thing I hate I and the only thing I like less than that is taking other people's words and putting them on your branding and putting them out on social media because I'm then I'm like, don't you have anything to say? Right? Well, like, you know, I mean, but this, it's like the whole social media thing is messed up to begin with. <laughs> oh, it's
1: totally. But I just, I see like, it's like nobody earn owns the words. So because that person said those words, then you can never truly believe that you're going to have to go find some new words. Not necessarily. It's about each of us owning that wisdom within and being standing there. This is that transformation versus um, you know, heal it. And what was it? The self-help personal development transformation, right? Like transformation is I'm being that wisdom and I can align with it. And so that's like super powerful. And it's fine that if, um, uh, I'm trying to think of some really special words that were said in the world, like some quote that's super famous. It's not like you can never believe that truth because then you would have to be owning up to that you learned it from someone else. Someone it's like, yeah, it's it's when it's yours, it's yours, and when you can claim it, nobody's going to dispute that you put those words as your
0: quote. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it becomes it becomes a whole conversation at, at that level about agency, right? Like. If you always have to be assigning, you know, credit for the words and the thoughts to other sources, then that in a way is removing your agency in very much the way that, um, you know, well, our, our sweat lodge experience is a metaphor for that. It's tricky because I do agree. Yes, our agency was removed from us. That was one of the most difficult it took me. I can't tell you how many years, um, you know, it was years after the trial for me to start to understand that because I saw some my, myself as someone who would never allow my agency to be taken away. Well, you don't allow your agency to be taken away. Things get shifted around you in a way that you're not aware of until later. Mm. So I'm not God. I can't see all things of all time all at once. Yeah you're never going to have full agency over a situation like that, especially when there's things that you don't know that have happened in the past. Like all of that is factual and true. But I think what we're here to represent is when human beings want to go on a growth journey, that is a valid part of the human experience. It's an important part of the human experience. And It's better, I think, to go into that experience with your eyes a little more wide open to know that there are potentially some inherent challenges that we happen to have been served up all at once, Mm -hmm. right? So you can still maintain your agency and grow, but what's not going to happen is you're never going to grow to your full potential in isolation because you can't see all the things about you it's on the
1: court. You got to be playing. You got to be in motion to have things to actually respond or react or whatever, to see how it even plays out. How, how do you feel about it? And the way I feel about it now, I may not feel about it, you know, 10 years ago, right? Like it's, it's like, there's always that. And it's, the things I say right now and I feel super passionate about, if we do a talk in five years, I may feel very, very, very different. And it's okay. It doesn't mean that I lied right now. Right. Like I think that there's something about people discredit because like they, or or they, they fail to commit because they're like, Oh God, what if it later it comes back to, and it's like, it's okay to feel the way we feel right now in this moment. And then to like learn or, expand or grow or whatever, and then have a different thought. Like, oh, wow. What if I saw this perspective now, all of a sudden I'm thinking a little bit differently about
0: it. And so I think- Isn't that what most, many people are hoping will happen in the world right now? When you, when you look at our, our pandemic situation, our, all the collectives Um, you look at our collective pandemic situation, the collective um, racism conversation, um, the, oh my gosh, I'm talking to an American. How about your the American political situation and self-governance situation so that we can get our border back open again and thrive together? I've never been more um, attuned to the, we are all one perspective. And giving grace to all
1: and and just like, People are outraged, they're, they're waking up to some anger, and maybe they do need some, what is it, self-help, right? At that point, maybe they're ready to hear self-help. They have a, a wound that needs to be healed, and they don't know how. They just realize how angry and suppressed they've been. And then it's like, okay, so that's the right time, right action, but that doesn't mean that they're on a different level and that they're, Oh, they're you're so down there because you're just doing the stuff. It's not like linear. It's more like, this is what I'm what's being presented and what I'm going through right now. And so I think our planet is waking up to a lot of different levels of, you know, here's some that have the wound. There's some that have this massive judgment thing. And it's like, how do they use their voice and like all of this stuff. And, the personal development, the transformational industry is is the access to being able to sort it for ourselves, for each of us individually and what's right. It's what gives the tools. It's the what allows us to grow and to maybe um, this is the way it's always been. And we see we need something different. So it's like, how does someone bridge that gap if they have no tools? So it's, it's even more pertinent and more necessary now as we're having these conversations and like, and, and to, to shun it like uh, it's, it's not a tool and that it's a bad thing actually is not helping our planet and our situations, our, our
0: macro, our global situation. I think there's room for the cautionary tale to exist because it's a real thing. And during my second during my second day of interviewing, I um, was there was a, a a woman here from Toronto. Matt and Seal were were recording from remote, and it got weird because we were jumping all over. They were we needed to, I guess, fill in gaps. And I was cooperative, thinking, "Oh, everybody's doing this. No, anyways, that's fine." But I got to a point where I was, I actually walked out. I left the room because I I was becoming very emotional. It was very hard. Um, I was starting to question why I was doing this and being this vulnerable. And I came upstairs and just take a breather, left this poor woman down in the front room. And uh, and then I, I collected myself, went back downstairs and was just like, tell me why I'm doing this again. Remind me why. And, a seal immediately sent me an email with an article in The Guardian about a self-help guru who is having retreats that are damaging people psychologically. And one of and at least one of his followers have killed themselves. And that was very reminiscent of Colleen. And I was like, I gotta do it. I have to be here to bring light to the darker side. Ironically, that's the title, but also to stand in to, like to stand in favor of this journey because of what it's ultimately done for me and what it can do for other people. Eyes wide open. And another thing that came up for me while you were talking is, is
1: this, the whole idea of we get what we're looking for. And so like, I see that pattern within the, the, the podcast, within, within everything that we've been talking about right here during these snippets is, you know, and I, I hear them saying that that's like the part of the secret or something like you get what you're looking for, but I, it's never been more true for me. And that I can find evidence for almost anything. And it's only become even more pronounced in the past decade, right? (laughs) Since all of that, right? Like if I want to prove anything, I can just go out and I can find data that will prove what it is that I'm trying to say. And so like, I wonder when it is that we will all collectively start seeing the positive, seeing the light as opposed to the dark. So when I hear the dark side of enlightenment, I'm like, why are we looking for the dark side? Why aren't we looking for the light side? And it's just like the fundamental um, old paradigm versus new paradigm. Like, are we gonna continue to look up how horrible the sweat lodge was and how people were lemmings? Are we gonna look at what did they actually get? Who were those people? How did they, well, why were they there like looking for the gold instead of finding the dirt? And it's, it's um, I, I don't know, just something that you said right there just sparked this whole conversation about when are we as a society going to start looking for the positive? Like we can find the negative, but it's like, how, when are we going to put more energy into finding the solution? And working through it. How were we one instead of how are we separate?
0: How are we what? Part of that is allowing both to exist, right? Like the negating, and this is where it can get tricky. And I've always felt completely 100% negated because I survived because we survived because we weren't a victim, quote unquote, right? Like the, the victim label has traditionally gone for to Kirby, Liz, and James Shore, and uh, and Ginny and George Brown, because they will be public in their you know being Kirby's parents, and the other families have have not been as prominent. So they are the 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 victim. Now a lot of the conversations that I've had recently, especially with this um, real crime profile, where you've got these, it was like an FBI and I think Scotland Yard profiler, they look at victim through a slightly different lens like because I told them like I have never seen myself as a victim in this right again this clinging to agency just is it's in my soul Brandy <laughs> right <laughs> not give it up <laughs> and, uh, and um and their view was a lot more inclusive and compassionate and it actually helped to take some of the judgment off of that v word for me to go oh yeah like acknowledge like this happened that I can be strong, and I can be intelligent, and I can be independent, and I can also be traumatized, and I can be wounded, and I can be incredibly, incredibly sad. And to me, it feels like the process of integrating, like, how can we begin to integrate all parts of ourselves if we don't let both exist? If we're
1: always playing in such a way that we're afraid we might offend or upset or um, gosh, I maybe overstepped my boundary. Like all of those things that we don't ever express. We don't actually say what's present. We don't actually get to live what's true for us. It's always something that's held down and squashed and builds and builds and builds until something has to erupt. Right. And it it has to be a big thing. It's like, like creating an environment where it's safe, just like you said, to be sad, to be mad, to be angry, to feel like a, like a victim, to be a, I don't know, just like all of it, right? Like, why is it not okay to be all of it? Why mm-hmm. is it, it's okay to be outraged about some of the things that we hear? It's, it's like, if I'm transformed, then I shouldn't be upset. It's like, well, it's a feeling that's like saying that feelings are, are invalidating the feelings. And so anyway, I I love how the conversation can be more inclusive when we um allow for it all. And I'm not defending or um blaming how things went at the sweat lodge necessarily, but there was definite separation there was that person believes differently than how i believe so they're wrong i'm right you know whatever or this person's mm-hmm. right this person's wrong and then there was like who's who's willing to fight the hardest for what they believe without even stopping to breathe and reevaluate well, gosh how long does this little cycle have to continue why is there shame for expressing a feeling like, or why is that bad? Why is that like frowned upon? Yeah. Why isn't it like just part of the healing? And if this is the platform, if this is the conversation that we have to have in order to get to the bigger conversation, then fine. And I know that we, many of us that were at that sweat lodge feel that way. It's like, if this is the way that we're going to do it to get there, then fine. Some of them aren't willing, which I understand that too. They have that right as well. It doesn't make them less than or anything. It's just more like, what's the path? But I think that the more safety that we can create in conversation, that we can create within experiences for people without the judgment and the shame, then the more we can expand the conversation around it and and, and find more light. Keep finding that that bigger, what what is it that we do want instead of always looking at what we don't want? What is it that we do want?
0: I feel like dealing with it on the level that it occurs is important. So why do this in public? Well, it happened in public, right? And for me, that's why speaking about it in public has been healing. That doesn't mean that has to be anyone else's story around this or anyone else's path, but guess what? I'm a public speaker, right? Like it is who I am from, from age 10. So is it even the least bit surprising in the end that I would have a podcast and have a voice and, you know, and it just so happened that not being heard was, or not being heard in the way that I wanted to be heard was the wound, right? That wouldn't affect someone else the same way. And that's the whole point. You know, it's, it is unique for each of us And I love what you said earlier about like, but you got to get on the field to see how like I could sit here and I have sat here in my office or wherever trying to figure this all out and heal it all by myself. And all of that doesn't work. That's not the word, the world that uh, any of us live in. Yeah. That the lone wolf um, sort of model is something that has been, you know, indoctrinated into us. By another old paradigm that you have to be able to figure out everything on their own. You don't need anybody else, and and where we, I believe more in interdependence and integration now because I see how powerful it is, and and full circle on why these conversations are important. So, if someone's wondering why this interview was two parts and all that long, is because after ten years, we've got quite a lot to say, (laughs) and uh, I hope that. People have enjoyed um meeting you and i often say this in the in the outro like i hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i did i mean it every time i'm saying it to you in person and uh and you know i'm proud to walk the path with you however convoluted that path may be it is still a path forward and uh and i know that i'm not on it alone such love and such gratitude and neither is anybody yeah okay bye now. Thanks for listening. I just thought I'd pop back on here to, um, wrap up the episode and also tie up a loose end. Don't you love it when someone says that there's four ways to do something and then they proceed to give you three, which is exactly what I did at the top of this episode. So, um, I'll just circle back around to close the loop now that you've heard this second part of our conversation. And if you want to engage with us, there are three ways to do that, plus, um, plus one for four. So the first was to leave a review on the podcast, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Um, it would I get notified right away when they come in all over the world. And it's wonderful because not only does it give me uh, a boost and encouragement to keep going. But the more reviews there are, the more listeners the podcast attracts. So it helps... Helps this platform grow, which I'm very, very grateful for. There's two interactive ways to engage with both Brandy and I, and that would be on social media. The first is on the Free Your Inner Guru Instagram account at Free Your Inner Guru, and you know we would love to engage with you specifically. If you've got a question, if you've got a comment, if this podcast listening made you feel a certain way, come on there and uh, and let's chat online about what it's like to allow yourself to be seen and uh, any of the topics or challenges of this experience. We are absolutely game, otherwise we wouldn't be doing that. The second way is to jump into the Free Your Inner Guru podcast community on Facebook. Brandy and I are both in there as well As well as at least, I think we're close to 250 like minded uh, people in there. And the fourth, finally, is to uh, sign up to the Patreon group. This podcast has about 25 patrons right now. This is a new initiative to build a community around this podcast. And from as low as $2 a month, um, you can support the podcast into existence. And part of that, um, the exchange between the Patreon community and myself is every Friday, I'm releasing a segment of the book that I'm writing. I'm, if you're not aware, I'm writing a memoir. to, again, just tell the story and uh, tell my story in full form. As I've learned over the course of the last 10 years, um, the only way to have a narrative that exists as you want it to do is to write it yourself. So a lot of 2020 has gone into daily writing and uh, it's not easy, folks. (laughs) Like the hardest thing that I've ever done, but um, it's bringing a lot of entertainment and uh, and reflection and some healing, and also it's amazing the things that, in the wake of everything that happened in two thousand and nine, I've really tapped into. What my life was about in the early 2000s, and there was a lot going on, um, and so that's what I'm releasing right now. I've released the first trip to Sedona that I took in 2001 over a series of a few weeks, and that led me, since it was October 2001, I was started to look at uh, the effects of 9/11 on both my um, career, but also my um, mental and emotional the The journey that we all went on as a society then, which is relevant today. So lots going on around the podcast. I invite you to engage and connect whatever way feels best for you. And uh, next up in uh, just a few days, will be Julie Min. Julie is also a fellow survivor of the Sedona Sweat Lodge, and uh, it's time to hear from from her. And her story. So, on that note, I will sign off. Look forward to hearing from you. And uh, let's all go into the day um, light and with laughter as this episode ended, because couldn't we all use more laughter in our lives right now? I'm Laura Tucker signing off for Free Your Inner Guru. Have yourself a wonderful day. And uh, until next time.